Pacific Northwest, somewhere between paranormal and abnormal. Good evening once again. I'm Jeremy Scott. Uh, this day and age that we live in is quite incredible. I think you might agree. War going on on many fronts. We've got cries that uh, life itself is unstable. That we're burning up all the resources that we have it in for ourselves. I mean, it really does feel dire at times. There are individuals who, uh, oh, bless their hearts. Uh, well, anyway, uh, the doomsday clock. That's at, what, 90 seconds to midnight now? 90 seconds to midnight? Who knows how close it's going to uh, tick closer at the first the Theoretical, yes. But the question is whether or not we are running out of time. As far as the um, the younger generation, is it a a case of them knowing something that the older generation doesn't? It uh, turns out that the younger generation is out prepping the older generation, as if uh, they believe something uh, to be lying ahead in which they would need to. You know, prepare for a poll from Finder.com says 39% of millennials and 40% of Gen Zers spent money on disaster prepping in the last 12 months. Let me look back. I think I'm in one of those groups, and have I spent any money on disaster prep? Um, well, of course, we tell you to go to my Patriot Supply. Do we consider that disaster prep? Yeah, I've given them some of my own money, of course, but they've got great deals that they offer for us at ParabnormalRadio.com slash food. That's ParabnormalRadio.com slash food. Uh, but if you want to join among you know fellow doomsdayers, maybe you consider yourself one of them. Uh, or you want to survive the apocalypse? One of the one of two. There's a former army base in the mountains of South Dakota, where stored musician uh, stored uh, were music uh, mu- not musicians but munitions. Jeez, where they were stored. It's been repurposed into bunkers as part of a doomsday community that they say can fit up to ten thousand people, and uh, they are looking for residents. So if you're in the market, maybe they can sell you a uh, square in that bunker. It's probably not much bigger than that, I might uh, imagine. 
But uh, the fact of the matter is many people these days, uh, as, as we go through them, uh, they're, they're believing that they are uncertain, that, that we can't really guarantee ourselves that tomorrow is going to be any better than today. And for that reason, um, sadly, there are individuals out there who feel that there is nothing to live with, uh, live for, and they deal with that accordingly. But just as predicted in prophetic texts, we're talking largely from the Bible. So even if you're not religious, I think we can all gather something from this tonight. But these prophetic texts point to how future events will manifest, and we can even apply that to some of the uh, events that have happened of late that have already started to unravel and uh, apply that as well. Uh, For instance, the Israel Hamas war uh, is a big one that's been a brewing lately. Uh, I had a conversation last night with my wife. I said, hey, have you heard anything about, you know, Russia and Ukraine uh, lately? No, it's all been about Israel and Hamas. I mean, it's absolutely brutal. But I was hearing some uh, reports out of uh, Ukraine. This was like the first time that Russia had bombed them in two months. So who knew? As the uh, Israel-Hamas situation ramped up, uh, the Russia and Ukraine situation has uh, de-escalated a little bit. Imagine that. I don't know if it's coincidence or if there's any correlation there. But is that Bible prophecy coming to pass? Tonight we're going to discuss the signs of our coming times, and we do that with Michael H. Brown, who's a Catholic author, journalist, and speaker who is known for exposing the toxic waste crisis in his hometown. He's written 30 books on topics such as the mafia, parapsychology, air contamination, and the use of DNA to track the origin of modern humans. His latest is Future Events, a Prophecy of Coming Times, where Michael puts recent predictions in the context of current and past events. Michael, welcome to the program. Good to have you here. Oh, Jeremy, good to be with you again. What is your assessment of the current day and age that we're in from a, a prophetic uh, background? Well, I think you said it pretty well. I mean, it seems like, uh, to use that expression, time is, quote, quickening. Uh, we're headed towards something, tick-tock. You know, the, the clock uh, moves on faster than ever toward what? Toward uh, perhaps a brink, because things are unraveling. We're seeing that, uh, we're seeing that all around us. It's, uh, we're, in a, we're in a stage of semi-chaos, and... And, you know, Catholicism, contrary to what a lot of belief, uh, people believe, is based on the mystical, on, on, on mysticism itself. And there are a lot of folks who have been prophesying events, especially in the last 30 years. I've written uh, several books on it, including the latest one. Uh, and they see exactly what you're describing. They see coming events. So, you know, I'm not, Jeremy, talking about the end of the world I'm talking uh, more about the end of a major era, and that in itself can be pretty daunting and uh, even more chaotic. Uh, the, the quickening, as you call it, so almost uh, reaching a, uh, a boiling point of of, starting, uh, of sorts and, and starting anew. Yes, you know, it's like things are headed towards a breakdown a purification is the way that a lot of people phrase it chastisements is is uh, is another way and and you know they're, they're throughout history i think at the least what we're going to see 
in coming years, in the next 5, 10, 15 years, is very similar to what happened in the high Middle Ages, in the middle of the 14th century, when Europe, Asia, Middle East was hit with bubonic plague, the, the great Black Death. I mean, that was a time, if you look back, that was startlingly similar to our own. There was, there was a shift in climate. They were farming in parts of the highlands of uh, UK that had not been farmed before. There were uh, tremendously strong hurricanes. So one scientist believes uh, I interviewed in places like Louisiana, and uh, just this general melting of the glaciers. Things we're hearing today. They think that the the temperature worldwide uh, warmed a degree over the course of several centuries, ending in the 14th century. And then it shifted, Jeremy, to this global cooling, which seemed to weaken the populace, and it hurt uh, plant production and so forth, uh, agriculture, and uh, it sickened the populaces or made them more susceptible, their immune systems, to disease. And bang, like a plank following, you had the Great Black Death, which, and get this, I mean, check this, please Google it, the Black Death killed between a quarter and a third of the people living in Europe, Asia, and the Middle East. I mean, that's an incredible number. If that was in the U.S., one quarter would be 86 million. One, you know, one third would be 110, 115 million people. Makes the pandemic we just went through seem like kids play. Right. So, I mean, you've been writing about this stuff for, you know, 25, 30 years, maybe perhaps more, uh, such as your, your book, The Final Hour, uh, which came out back in 1997. So I'm interested now, you called that the, the final hour. Uh, where are we now? Well, like I said, the clock ticks. I don't think any human, including our, our alleged prophets and, and some who are actually formally accept, uh, accepted by the church, it takes a lot to be accepted as legitimate. Um, but, you know, they don't know because uh, time flows in a way that's different for heaven, uh, for the for the eternal, in the spirit world. Uh, there is no past, present, or future, and we can't wrap our brains around that. Everything is now. But uh, so in terms of our time, in terms of days and months and, and uh, decades, for that matter, uh, it's very difficult to call anything like this. But I think we can see by the speeding up of events, by what's occurring around us, um, that something big looms. It's going to precipitate into a massive and, and perhaps unprecedented event. Uh, we're going to see, those of us who live uh, long enough, who are, you know, uh, because who knows exactly when this is going to occur, but I believe there are people living who are going to see it, a general breakdown by not just one singular event, but like it says in the title of the book, future events, plural, a number of things that will be coming in various realms, whether it's natural disasters, uh, society, cultural breakdown, and you mentioned uh, war. So I think that uh, there's going to be a cavalcade of, of uh, events, kind of a, a, you know, we're kind of in the rapids uh, above Niagara Falls headed towards the mist. And that means some are going to survive and some won't. Yeah, you know, like the Great Black Death. One out, uh, one out of four died, one out of three died. Uh, uh, who knows what's coming? 
I back in 1999, Jeremy, I was writing a book. This is in a secular realm, a scientific book, because I've written a number of scientific books. This didn't have to do with quote religion unquote uh, spirituality or 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 you know the paranormal or, or whatever it was. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to interview scientists in various fields, whether it's volcanology or whether it's meteorology, climatology. Uh, you know, experts on asteroids. I went to the Jet Propulsion Laboratory in Pasadena. I to study earthquakes. I went as far as Japan. Studied the oldest or among the oldest handwritten weather records in in this uh, ancient observatory in in uh, in Ireland. No matter which realm you went to, you interviewed scientists in, and I interviewed about a hundred scientists. It was amazing to me how many, right down the line, kept saying, we're overdue, we're overdue, we're overdue, whether it was a megavolcano, whether it was being hit by an asteroid or comet, or, or major, major earthquakes, unlike any that California has seen in, in, uh, in recent and perhaps recorded time. So um, something is coming. Some things are coming. And... It is good to be prepared without being full of uh, fear. I don't have any fear of it. I think if your spirit is in the right place, if your soul's in the right place, it's just peace because we live forever. I, I totally am convinced of that from these near-death experiences and, and other reasons. We live forever. And so in, in, that, uh, in that regard, in that perspective, another sh- nothing should terrorize us. And Michael H. Brown, my guest tonight, will continue our conversation. Prophetically speaking, I'm Jeremy Scott, somewhere between the paranormal and abnormal. We'll be back right after this. Into the paranormal. Into the Paranormal, I'm Jeremy Scott, talking with the author tonight of Future Events, A Prophecy of Coming Times, his name Michael H. Brown. So, Michael, what is the premise that you uh, bring forth here? Well, kind of what we've been saying just before the break, you know, um, about something going to precipitate major events. Uh, Right now, we're seeing what I call precursors or pre-signs, if you will, uh, warnings, kind of small warnings that seem to be evolving into larger warnings in the way of various events, whether, again, if they're in, whether it's society or the culture or seismology in, in the realm of, uh, of the earthquaking. You know, all around the world, as I'm sure you know, people for a, a decade or two now have been reporting these strange, loud rumblings and uh, you know, the various well, uh, weather events, uh, Hurricane Katrina, when that hit, uh, really was of interest to me because I mentioned that, that we call it purification coming, and the word, uh, the name Katrina means purification. That was an, that was a, an incredible hurricane and another sign of the time. So I think that they increase in, in intensity and increase in intensity until, boom, like I said, uh, all of a sudden, there is uh, the precipitation of a major, major event, uh, perhaps global, perhaps a series of regional ones. I think a combination of of the above. And uh, so, I guess in a nutshell, that's you know uh, the premise of the book. And I get into uh, 
the famous prophecy, the third, the famous third secret of Fatima, which uh, a lot of non-Catholics are are familiar with. Uh, and I kind of expand on something a, a very a very little known aspect of that uh, of that historically famous uh, apparition and and how that connects to the current times. Okay, since you brought it up, uh, you want to give us a teaser of uh, how that's connected, and if need be, we'll pick it up after the bottom of the hour. Well, you know, Fatima, Portugal, nineteen seventeen, uh, starting in May, you had three peasant kids. I mean, these are kids who, who never even heard the, the, the name Russia, and and uh, that becomes uh, interesting in a moment. But uh, they encountered the Virgin Mary uh, over the course of the next several months until October 13th, uh, on the 13th of every month, basically, May 13th, July 13th, so forth. And among other things, she gave them three secrets that pertain to the future, future prophecies future events. And we knew what the first two said. The first two predicted, remember this is 1917. It's in the midst of World War I. Uh, she predicted an end to that war, but said that there would be another war soon if mankind didn't uh, come back to God. And she also said that atheists would take over Russia, that there would be the rise of what they came to call communism. As I said, these are kids who didn't know the word Russia, but knew how to say it and pronounce it because that's what they were told when they were asked to repeat the, the, the secrets, the three secrets they had been given. And they had been told that there would be a great sign from heaven that would announce the coming of the second war, if and when it came. And indeed, 1938, going into 1939, there was an unprecedented in modern times anyway, um, display of the northern lights from Europe to America, across America, from New York to, to California. All right, we'll hear more about the great sign when we continue with Michael H. Brown. I'm Jeremy Scott, somewhere between the paranormal and abnormal. Paranormal News. The Geminid Meteor Shower is putting on a show this week and it promises to be extra special. The peak of the annual spectacle falls during the new moon, which means the sky will be darker and the better the show. Astronomer Gary Boyle tells Global News what we can expect. The Geminids are just like uh, shooting stars, just more of them. They occur the same time every year, so long, graceful, colorful. 
We could even get some fireballs. The Geminids are visible in the evening until dawn each December as Earth passes through a debris field left behind by the asteroid 3200 Phaethon, which lasts several weeks. The middle of the month is the most intense. Meanwhile, debris from a near-Earth comet entering our planet's atmosphere could trigger a new meteor shower. Using a number of mathematical models, a team of scientists looking into why a meteor shower has not resulted from debris created by Comet 46P Wirtunen found that it could also happen this week. George Henry, Paranormal News. Fighting in the Gaza Strip continues. Israel Hamas war enters a third month. Russia fired cruise missiles at Ukraine on Friday. It keeps getting worse and worse every day uh, that this war goes by. The air is thick with uncertainty, and the possibility of ancient prophecies coming to life looms large. When will the rapture occur? And will it happen before, during, or after a period of trials and tribulation as predicted in the Bible? All these things that are happening are the precursors, I believe, to the actual end times events that we see in in Revelation. Hold on tight. You're about to land somewhere into the fear of normal. We're prophetically speaking across the airwaves tonight, somewhere between paranormal and abnormal. I'm Jeremy Scott. Are ancient prophecies indeed coming to light? Michael H. Brown, author of Future Events, A Prophecy of Coming Times, is my guest. And he was giving us an example of uh, the great sign, as you were calling it, Michael, or as it's called. Yeah. Yes, at Fatima, Portugal, during those apparitions of the Virgin Mary, and and uh, they were told that this great sign would be a prelude, an indication of the coming second great war, which it was. It was followed uh, almost immediately by the annexation of Austria by Hitler, by rising Hitler, and then of course communism or atheism did take over in Russia, and Russia spread its heirs. But Jeremy, there was <clears throat> a third secret, so-called that they never revealed until recently. Actually, when I say they, she, it should be, because two of the three seers died in 1919 and 1920, ironically enough, during a, a pandemic, this time of, the, of what they called the Spanish flu. The remaining seer, Lucia dos Santos, uh, was her name. She later became a, a nun, um, held the secret for, for decades and decades, uh, and would not reveal it despite her bishop uh, demanding it, basically. And then finally, uh, she did uh, reveal it to the church, to the Vatican, and the Vatican revealed it to the public in um, in May and June of 2020, 23 years ago. Um, at any rate, that third secret is what was very pertinent to our times, very interesting, because it wasn't so much words she was seen, and the other two seers now, uh, who were then deceased also, an angel touching the earth with a flaming sword as if to, to set it ablaze. And uh, that was a fire that was quenched for the time being by prayers to the Virgin Mary. And, um, well, she, when she was agonizing over whether to reveal that in 1944, 
she was giving she was given an enlightenment as to what it actually meant because everyone took it to mean simply nuclear war. I mean, Russia, Russia, the rest of the prophecies had to do with Russia and so forth and Second World War. Uh, and in fact, it does, but it had to do with other things as well, Jeremy. Because if I'll quickly uh, read it to you, what she was uh, what she was told in uh, in 1944 was that mountains would uh, melt, would collapse, that uh, uh, towns and cities would uh, disappear, that the clouds and the oceans, the rivers, the the seas, uh, the bays and whatever would emerge from their limits, which sounds an awful lot like natural disasters. She said that the angel touching the earth was the angel unhatching the axis of the earth, which, of course, when we talk about axis, makes us things, think about things like mega uh, hurricanes or volcanoes. And lastly, she was told, and this gets to what you were talking about at the top of the show, uh, she was at the last sentence of this so-called Enlightenment 1944, the Enlightenment of the Third Secret, uh, said, quote, it is the purification of the world as it plunges into sin. Hatred and ambition cause the destructive war, exclamation point, end of sentence. So uh, that's, that's in a nutshell what it said. And, and just a quick irony is that um, our website, spiritdaily.com, which we've now maintained daily for 23 years, began, and it wasn't planned this way, began on, uh, on May 13th, uh, 20, uh, the year 2000, which was when the Third Secret was uh, announced to be released. Interesting. So as far as war is concerned, uh, you know, the situation with Russia and Ukraine now overshadowed by Israel and Hamas, uh, is that uh, something that we have... Uh, thought to be a possibility for quite some time? We certainly have to watch out. I mean, I, I, I did another book. It was called Witness. It was based on a mystic in the, in the Soviet Gulag, a Ukrainian who was arrested and detained for 20 years in the, in the really horrifying conditions of the Soviet uh, Gulag. And, and, and uh, he, while he was in prison... Uh, claimed a number of mystical experiences that had to do, again, with the Virgin Mary and also prophecies. And he saw flames across Russia. He saw a war that involved Ukraine and Russia. He he called Ukraine a, quote, apocalyptic, unquote, country. And uh, he certainly saw uh, conflicts like what we have uh, seen occurring in the uh, in, in the future and leading to global conflict, including right there on Russian uh, territory. So, uh, yeah, I think there's a link, and there's, uh, there's many other reasons, many other prophecies that indicate war and that hint at things like what we're seeing with Hamas and in Israel and the incipient conflicts that we're seeing elsewhere in the world that could draw in the East and West in conflict with each other in Elect in either nuclear conflict or cyber attack, uh, whatever you, cyber cyber conflict, whatever it may be, major major events that it, that involve militaries. So more future wars ahead. Well, you know that's certainly 
part of the prophecies. And it's not just, as I say in the book, it's not just from apparitions of the Virgin Mary. I look at uh, non-Catholic uh, uh, prophecies as well, uh, predictions of the future, and they often jive again in a way that is is very very uh, impressive and and seems beyond uh, coincidence. And and in those uh, in those prophecies, uh, for instance, there was a woman from Venezuela named Maria Speranza, incredible mystic, and. Uh, and and she warned years ago about Venezuela. It made no sense. He said at the time, who, who thought of Venezuela in, in as regards uh, players on the global stage of conflict? And she said that it will begin here. And now we look back, and Venezuela could also trigger things, just like Israel and, and Ukraine could trigger things, because it is uh, on the brink of going to war with Guyana if, over oil. And if it does that could draw in the U.S. and China and, and other players. But it's, it, what, was, what I started to say, Jeremy, is that uh, even in non-Catholic prophetic circles, which I have certainly looked at in depth, with near-death experiences, you know, people who, who uh, clinically die and come back, oh, sure. they have been, some of them have, have, uh, have also been given glimpses of the future, allegedly, and they say very, very similar things. Okay, that's fascinating because we just talked about near-death experiences actually a couple of times over the past couple of weeks. So uh, tie this all together for us, please. Well, again, warfare, yes. I mean, in these near-death experiences, uh, a number of people see, implausibly as it sounds right now, they see uh, Russia and or China invading in, in great conflict with the United States. They, now, when, when we look back and we say, well, that, that can't happen, I mean, we have a very strong defense. We have the, the, the most advanced technology as far as military. Um, but it, they're saying that it will, this will occur after natural disasters break down the United States, whether it's uh, earthquakes. The, uh, a lot of them see an earthquake in the Middle West, in the Midwest of the United States, that will be unlike anything they have even logged in paleo history in ancient times and that will literally rent this country in half just like right now politically and culturally it's being torn in half and uh, other forms like pandemics that will break down the populace uh, just like the populace was broken down as i mentioned in the high middle ages in the middle of the 14th century, leading to tremendous conflict and invasions and refiguring of the, of the entire world uh, scene, picture, uh, politics, sociology. So uh, not just wars, but we should expect just military conflicts in general uh, to be with us for some time. Well, I think so. You know, when we look at Ukraine, um, Ukraine is just the first country that Russia may mess with. I mean, in Germany. This is this is a quote from the other uh, other day on uh, Yahoo News. Quote: Germany may have to wage a defensive war against Russia in the near future. German television new pro uh, this television program in Germany reported December 9th, um, citing an an armed forces inspector as saying. 
that Russia's rearmament and the behavior of, of Vladimir Putin um, uh, seem to indicate that, quote, there will be no return to the times before Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine. Germany will have to get used to the idea that, that quote, one day we might have to fight a defensive war, unquote. So um, not just Israel, you know, and not just limited to territories immediately around Ukraine, but uh, again, the the entirety of the world. I think that there are going to be many, many battles and, uh, and wars for that sake. Uh, and of course, as we all know too well, they can turn nuclear when you have uh, so many countries now that possess such weapons, including Israel. Right. And, of course, uh, not to leave uh, space out of this equation. That's right. Uh, you, you know, and there's a lot going on out, uh, out there, isn't there, with, uh, with satellites and so forth. And, and I mentioned cyber attacks. When we look around at how dependent we are on, on the Internet and technology, right? it's, it's incredibly daunting to use that word, I think, again. Uh, I mean, not just our banking systems, which would leave us uh, devoid of cash and, and recourse. Not only disruptions in the food supply, the fuel supplies, and, and so forth, uh, but also medical care. Basic medical care depends on technology. What doesn't? Never mind communication. Uh, I, so I, I, we're, we're right now, they know that China, just in the last 12 months, has launched their Chinese, uh, several, uh, actually nearly a dozen significant attempts at what they call burrowing into the infrastructure of the United States. I mean, you can shut down, you can, you get into that and you can shut down our, our water pumping, our ability to pump water. So we're already at war, or at least it's, uh... It's, it's an invisible war going on yeah. right now. It's, it's under the radar. Uh, so you mentioned Russia and China, but are there some other countries we should be worried about, say Israel, maybe North Korea? Well, I'll, I'll tell you, yes. I mean, uh, you know, whenever I go online looking for certain people to do projects, I see a lot of folks coming from other countries like Pakistan, Afghanistan, and, and, and the Middle East. And there are a lot of countries out there that may not have nuclear weaponry, but have people sitting at computers. And they don't, they don't, they don't even have to be affiliated with the government to perhaps find their way into hacking our defense system and so forth. I find it interesting, as I'm sure you've covered uh, in, in the past, how many um, uh, so-called UFOs are seen near nuclear facilities. Oh, yes. I'll get your thoughts on that when we come back. Very familiar with that. I've talked with Robert Salas, so one of the uh, commanders uh, the night it happened at Malmstrom in Montana. Our guest tonight, Michael H. Brown. We'll have more with him. I'm Jeremy Scott. Into the Somewhere between paranormal and abnormal, I'm Jeremy Scott into the paranormal with Michael H. Brown. Uh, we've been talking about nuclear weapons uh, along with our conversation about the possibilities of uh, war escalating in military conflicts. Uh, Michael, uh, 
you were bringing up uh, the instances of nuclear weapons, uh, dis or uh, excuse me, UFOs, unidentified flying objects, or now as it's known, UAP, unidentified anomalous phenomena, uh, interfering with uh, nuclear weapons. Well, I think UFOs are signs of the times. I mean, I differ with a lot of people uh, uh, who believe that they're they're uh, extraterrestrial. I think they can be. I think maybe some of them are. I don't doubt that extraterrestrials uh, may have visited Earth and may be visiting Earth right now. But an awful lot of them are spiritual phenomena. Um, come in, come in an you know extra dimensional way here and are another sign of the times but i look again to the middle ages when they were seen all over the place uh, as the bubonic plague was hitting i remember the account of one traveling bishop who exercised a ufo and it and it uh, disappeared from the sky so i think that there's a rise of evil everywhere and i and sometimes UFOs have to do with that. But at any rate, they're a sign of the times also. But it does seem like something is monitoring our nuclear facilities. And again, not just here, but around the world, as you covered, I guess, in a previous uh, show. And uh, I mentioned uh, these prophets like Maria Speranza. And I listened to, for instance, Maria Speranza because she predicted in 1989 a lot of the things that may be unfolding right now. She she predicted 9-11, and I know that because she predicted it to me. She predicted it to other people as well, to one group in, in, in New York City. Um, but she also predicted other things beyond 9-11, and she said, if I may quote her on war, she said, I feel the United States has to save the world. There is nothing else that can be done. All of America, the whole world, has to unite to save the world because if we separate from them, a little war will come right away. War is waiting. It's waiting already to come upon us, especially in Venezuela. They want Venezuela to be like the hook or the lure for all of this to begin. And she went on, Jeremy, to say, remarkably enough, that in back in 1953, what's that, 70 years ago or so, um, she said, I was told things that will happen. Russia will act before the United States in a surprise way. And as for China, she said, quote, the yellow races will stand up, and that's very serious, and I'm afraid because they would like to rise. We are living in difficult times right now, and I expect an earthquake in Venezuela. A very difficult and serious time will come. And just lastly on this point, she said, I take a look at the Orient and the West. I hope Israel makes peace with the Muslims because there will be a nation within those people, Hamas, that may provoke a war, a very great war. This could be very great. And, come, and, and then comes Russia, Germany, and then England, and so many nations to defend themselves. And this is going to be a catastrophe, unquote. So she said that many years ago, and we wonder if some of that is coming to be. All right, so you said uh, there was a case of a U of somebody exercising a UFO. What do you know about that? Well, there wasn't tremendous detail on it. Uh, I, yet I had another book of mine, and I, I got it from a, a book of, uh, of, uh, of history. It was in Italy, and, uh, you know, these people were kind of uh, uh, gawking at this light that was hanging there in the sky, 
uh, again, what we might call a flying saucer. And uh, this bishop uh, uh, went out to it and did some prayers, the ritual of the of the Catholic Church, and uh, it vanished. You know, I look, Jeremy, myself at UFOs, and uh, I've had a cottage interest in them since since I was a kid in the 1960s. Uh, I used to get, you know, weekly newsletters on UFOs back in 19, mid-1960s. And uh, all through the years, I've, I've certainly watched them. And you do see a spiritual element, uh, uh, a dimension to so many of these. They, they, uh, they materialize and dematerialize. They, they uh, seem to bring people aboard and, uh, and, and beyond space and time. And it goes on from there. All right. Michael H. Brown has joined us here in the first hour. And we will continue with him into the next hour. I'm Jeremy Scott. From the cold, dark depths of a secret dungeon, somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest. Between the paranormal and abnormal. Tonight, across the USA, we'll be back. More with Michael in our second hour. Into the Paranormal Store is open. Show off our brand with all sorts of items in the store at ParanormalRadio.com. A Bible prophecy manifesting in current events. If you have thoughts about that, 503-506-0396 in the United States and Canada, 503-506-0396, or on Skype at ITP51. My guest is Michael H. Brown, his website, spiritdaily.com. The book that we're discussing tonight, Future Events, A Prophecy of Coming Times. Uh, wondering if uh, UFO disclosure is a part of those coming times. Uh, what do you think? Well, if I could just finish on what I was saying about the spiritual element, not only the materialization and dematerialization of UFOs and, and aliens, but also how aliens, Jeremy, sometimes look like old uh, voodoo statues. And uh, also, uh, they come with the smell of sulfur, which is indicative to an exorcist of, of evil spirits. So we have to be cautious with this phenomenon. I'd like to correct myself. I had said Italy. It was a neighboring country. In the Middle Ages, during the great pandemic there, that bishop who was called to the scene of a UFO, that was, uh, uh, that was because these lights from the sky seemed to, seemed to fall out of the sky right before the plague hit certain towns. And it said, one such ball was fortunately spotted while hovering above Vienna, it was, and exercised by a passing, passing uh, bishop. As an historian named Philip Ziegler wrote, he said, it fell, it fell harmlessly to the ground and a stone effigy of the Madonna was raised to commemorate this unique victory. Just lastly on this point, 
Um, back in 1846, there were other apparitions of the Virgin Mary. These are accepted as authentic by the Church, which is very difficult to do. But at any, at any rate, one of the prophecies from this apparition in 1846 uh, said, quote, The demons of the air, together with the Antichrist, will perform great wonders on earth and in the atmosphere, and, melt, and men will become more and more perverted, unquote. 1846, nearly 200 years ago. Interesting. So you mentioned that these mostly have a spiritual origin, uh, or at least a percentage of them do. That's my perception in watching them through the years. You know, there's a lot of things that are hard to put in the context of of uh, spiritual realm, like, you know, cases where allegedly there's debris like Roswell and, and other places. I think there are actually places, even in New Mexico itself, that are as or more impressive um, than uh, than Roswell. I'm, I'm sure you're conversant with that. And elsewhere, again, around the world, around this country and other other countries as well. And and uh, but when it comes to these alien abductions and then the sheer number of those, the sheer number of people who see UFOs, I don't think we're talking about about physical extraterrestrials as much as we uh, our spiritual phenomena. Just like there are spirits everywhere, there are haunted houses everywhere, there are haunted skies everywhere as well. Uh, oft, oft times, they are attached to uh, pretty un- unfortunate events that people experience, and uh, especially people who were abducted. They seem to be uh, most of them, the majority, they seem to be left with a feeling of terror, and uh, that's not exactly a good sign. No, not at all. Uh- but there could possibly be uh, something otherworldly behind some of these, right? Sure. You know, there are an awful lot of stars just in our galaxy, never mind other galaxies, and we don't even know how many galaxies there are. Millions, billions, and and uh, we don't even know how many universes there are. As, as As the music was playing before this segment, parallel universes and so forth, dimensions, yeah, we don't. We don't. We're pretty clueless here on Earth, uh, and, and our blindness, our spiritual blindness, our scientific blindness, is 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 one of the challenges of of life in this dimension. And you mentioned the monitoring of the nukes, uh, the UFOs uh, monitoring our nuclear weapons. Uh, do you think that's to uh, you keep an eye on us and make sure we don't uh, uh, get too trigger happy? Well. If it's extraterrestrials, uh, uh, yes, and, 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 and spiritually also, yes. I mean, uh, lights in the sky, orbs if, uh, are often UFOs. And, of course, we see orbs as UFOs in, in one place, and in other places we see them over cemeteries, over graveyards, which indicates a spiritual element. But uh, you could, you could, some people have seen orbs as angels, uh, and demons, so manifestation from the other side. And uh, so you could say, yeah, it might be extraterrestrials who are monitoring what we're doing so we don't self-destruct, but it could also be angels who are watching and and, uh, and uh, will prevent something from, from occurring. Uh, there are people who've had near-death experiences, I think of one in particular, Dr. Howard Storm, who claims during his episode that he was told 
by angels uh, when they were speaking about the future that God is not going to allow mankind to ruin the planet with nuclear weapons. So I certainly hope that's true. What do you think about the possibilities of the aliens helping to uh, negotiate a ceasefire with the current uh, situation, Israel and Hamas? Well, I, I don't think we're going to see anything direct. I, I don't think our government is in, in, in touch with aliens. I, I mean, it's it's kind of, uh, you know, an exotic theory to, to contemplate and so forth, but I don't think they can keep secrets like this. I think that our defense uh, department and our intelligence agents, as well as, of course, the leaders, um, are, are basically nearly as clueless as we are. They know, they know of more reports, but they ha- I don't think that they're in, in constant touch with extraterrestrials, and I think that they're grappling with what it is just like the rest of us are. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure that they could play any d- direct role in actual negotiation. But um, they could stop a missile f- uh, from getting up there in the air. Like you said, Maelstrom Air Base. I mean, uh, and they just shut that place down. What was there, nearly a dozen missile silos that were rendered inoperative? Right. And this has happened elsewhere as well, from here to, like I said, other countries, especially like UK, Rendlesham. Yeah, absolutely. So is there a connection maybe, perhaps, between all of this, what we might deem paranormal from, you know, the extraterrestrial phenomena to the psychic phenomena and everything in between? Yes, I think so. Because uh, my first book, ironically, was was uh, called PK, a report on psychokinesis. It came out in, uh, in 1977. And uh, it was just that, you know, psychokinesis, uh, mind over matter, moving objects with the mind, levitation, and things of that, uh, of, of that uh, nature. And in the realm of, of psychics, parapsychology, again, you hear of spirit lights at uh, seances and so forth, something that's very dangerous, by the way, to do. Um, and so I think there is an association. Yes, there, there is an occult aspect to many, many UFOs. And that's why I urge people to have uh, caution with that and, and other forms of, of, uh, of, of paranormal experience. All right. So as far as uh, you, you mentioned cyber attack earlier, I'm going to throw one more in here. EMP. What do you think has the uh, potential to be more crippling? Nuclear or EMP? Um, uh, cyber hard... cyber attack or EMP? Oh, yes, I'm sorry. Cyber attack or EMP. Uh, you know, uh, a toss up because EMP, wow, that's going to do the same thing. It's going to bring down our our electronic infrastructure upon which we are just about totally, totally dependent. I mean, uh, I myself am, I guess you could call me a prepper. I've even got seeds to grow if necessary. I've got a hand pump for water if necessary. I'm not sure I'll see these uh, events in my lifetime. I'm 71, but I wouldn't be surprised. And uh, I think it behooves us not to be paranoid and not to run for the hills and not to be too crazed about it and certainly never fearful. Um, But uh, being prepared is not an unintelligent thing to do. And so uh, what do you what do you recommend for people? I recommend they take a look at where they would get water if there was no electricity to pump water to their homes. A lot of people don't realize that that's what we're 
dependent upon to get that water to us. I mean, that means uh, having some way of extracting it or, or somebody water to get it from, and you want uh, some chlorine, Clorox or whatever to to you know get rid of any germs in it. You want purif- uh, purifying system, and they're not expensive. You know, you do, there are filters, paper filters that you can buy uh, online that that uh, purify. Uh, water, and then you can treat it. I think that that's kind of important. I think I advise everyone, whether or not we're uh, approaching the the end times or not, and we may well be, but whatever we're approaching, uh, we should have enough food to last uh, several months because of an electronic breakdown that can occur, if not by EMP or cyber attack, by by uh, uh, by storms and natural disasters. Uh, and, you know, we should have – I live in Florida, and I know what it's like to go through a, uh, several hurricanes now. And uh, uh, being prepared is not a bad thing when all of a sudden there is just uh, – there is no food in the supermarket. You wouldn't believe how fast it disappears from Florida supermarkets when a storm is coming. Uh, almost as quickly as pandemics. The pandemic – is uh, I'm, I didn't quite question, uh, get the question. Uh, the food disappearing from the shelves or the toilet paper yeah. or whatever else. Oh, yes. It, you know, we get these sneak previews, uh, whether it's with the pandemic that uh, that we experienced starting in 2020 or, or, again, whether it's small earthquakes becoming larger ones, small storms becoming hurricanes, uh, flooding, and asteroids. Um, many don't realize that uh, some astronomers believe that a series of asteroids, small asteroids, but asteroids nonetheless, hit the Atlantic Ocean uh, not too far off from Portugal, from Western Europe, back about a thousand years ago, causing uh, massive flooding. We haven't even seen that in our time, but it's something that happened not so long ago, ten centuries ago. That's not that ancient. So there are many different things that can happen from many aspects. And uh, as I said, it seems like nature is unraveling just like just uh, in parallel with our society, with our culture is that's uh, unraveling also as there's great division and and a prospect not just of foreign war but of civil war in this country in the United States. Prophetically speaking, our program tonight with the author of the book Future Events, A Prophecy of Coming Times. Uh, He's been talking about these times uh, for going back uh, 25, 30 years or more, uh, certainly in print and on the airwaves as well. His name is Michael H. Brown, and we will continue our conversation with him. 503-506-0396, the number to join our conversation. That's 503-506-0396 in the United States and Canada. I'm Jeremy Scott, somewhere between the paranormal and I'm wondering about those future pandemics as well. So we'll ask Michael H. Brown about that. Uh, are there indications that uh, COVID-19 maybe wasn't the last in our lifetimes? 
Yeah, I, I wonder if there's stuff going on right now, again, under the radar, because there's an awful lot of respiratory problems. I mean, we've experienced it here. And, and this COVID can do real bizarre things. So I think it's evolving into possibly, hopefully not, but possibly something else. And, of course, other things can also arise, including from laboratories, uh, because they're really meddling, fooling around with stuff that they wouldn't be able to control. I think we've already perhaps seen that with COVID-19. The answer is yes, uh, if you look historically, that so-called chastisements, um, events that were major and were prophetically fulfilled events, have, uh, have included uh, pandemics, uh, whether it's the bubonic plague or back in the fall of the Roman Empire, which also saw natural disasters like earth, earthquakes and great storms. It, all, it saw its own bubonic plague ravaging places like the city of Rome. So the answer, as far as I'm concerned, is in the affirmative, yeah. Okay. Uh, Mindy, through our Facebook page, was asking about, uh, said, can you ask the guest how he's reaching these conclusions and what that's based on? Uh, maybe she's just uh, new to the conversation. Uh, please tell us, Michael. Uh, sure. And, and you know, we have these all, we have, we have these constantly on, on that website, on our website, Spirit Daily, uh, these prophecies that come, in, in my case, from the Catholic realm mainly, but, but also near-death experiences, um, and, you know, I look, at, of course, at people whose prophecies already have materialized. I mentioned one, Maria Speranza, who predicted 9-11 um, really in pretty good detail before it occurred, in, including right before it occurred. Um, so, you know, I look at what else they say, uh, these people who've already had, quote, hits, unquote, and uh, also... Uh, what is indicated from places that the Vatican has accepted as as legitimate? Because I know how stringent their guidelines are and how how they exclude most stuff, some stuff that may be the real thing. So it it comes from prophets. It comes from signs of the times. It comes from what we're seeing around us. I think that uh, all of these various events that uh, are occurring, I'm starting to lose track and lose count are pre-signs, uh, precursors, and, and we're seeing them accelerate and grow in an intensity. You've also picked a lot of this up through uh, your travels and the discussions that you've had. Yeah, like, like I said, 1999, I interviewed uh, around last, when I counted, about 100 scientists, and, and they're prophets too. I mean, a lot of the stuff they told me back then, more than 20 years ago, was going to occur I'm seeing occurred. I mean, they they described to me that some of the climatologists um, global warming as we're seeing it occur. I don't uh, uh, I don't uh, uh, I don't think necessarily that all of it is from man-made sources. I think that it's like the Middle Ages, which was a natural occurrence of global warming. The, the Earth warms at times and it cools at times. So I I, I uh, I got, get a lot of my information from the scientific realm. I wrote one, one book uh, called Sent to Earth that had to do with sheer science of this, basically, as well as melding it with the, uh, the mysticism, the, the Catholic mysticism in my case. All right, we'll continue with Michael H. Brown. I'm Jeremy Scott. Another news report from George Henry is right around the corner on our paranormal news desk. And then we'll return somewhere between the paranormal 
and abnormal. Paranormal news. The sun continues to make headlines, a giant hole in the sun's atmosphere that's more than five times larger than the diameter of Jupiter has unleashed a powerful solar wind towards Earth. The coronal hole, which occurs when the solar magnetic field opens up, has since rotated away from us, but days ago it sent a stream of particles toward the planet, causing a mild solar storm. The sun's activity has been ramping up towards solar maximum for a while, and the cycle appears to be ahead of schedule. A new study predicts it's likely to happen as soon as next month, which would be about a year and a half early. George Henry, Paranormal News. This message is brought to you by... Please remain calm. Do not attempt to leave your home. If you feel like you are being watched, disregard it. Do not attempt to investigate. Pushing the envelope and never looking back. You're traveling into the pair of normal. Yeah, if things feel off, you can blame the sun. It's uh, been ripping farts. <laughs> That's one way of looking at it. Uh, it certainly has been uh, spouting off approaching solar maximum. Uh, the activity uh, has really exceeded all expectations as far as that is concerned. Uh, talking with Michael H. Brown uh, about prophecy tonight and how it plays into current and even uh, events that have passed us. Uh, the solar activities, we ramp up towards a solar maximum. Uh, what, what do you think about that, Michael? Well, sure, it plays in. Uh, you know, I've been mentioning the Middle Ages because we're kind of paralleling what happened during major, major global events then. And and you had a solar uh, maximum at that time that caused caused the shift in climate in a, in a warming direction, very, very similar to what we're seeing now. But it was followed, as I said, by what they call the Maunder Minimum, that is uh, just about no sunspots whatsoever, no solar activity. So, you know, you look at all these things. It's coming either from the sun or, or from who knows what unknown magnetic forces that are out there. And we don't have a clue what uh, what they may be and, 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 and what they could do. So, uh, yeah, we're kind of going blindly into the future. And uh, any anything can happen, including things that we've never recorded in our history. Yeah, so are these uh, solar cycles mentioned anywhere within some of the texts that you've reviewed? Well, uh, I, in a way, but not uh, not in a way it's phrased scientifically, astronomically, and meteorologically. Um, 
you know, just indicating forces that uh, that will come upon us and cause all kinds of disruptions in a way. They they mainly describe the effects more than the the source, but the effects sometimes would mimic what would what we would see in a uh, solar storm or from some energy source out there from uh, another star system or or whatever it may be a black hole for sending out energies we 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 don't know the uh, again we don't know what's what's out there we just know we don't know what's out there and uh, so yeah these things can arrive and stuff comes from the sun all the time the sun itself of course can cause such huge huge uh, effects here just by twitching and uh, it does twitch from time to time and there are indications that it's that it's uh, that it's twitching again and there's this coronal hole that's blasting us with wind but it's yes. it, it's turned away from earth uh, so it should be less of a problem uh, and now of course uh, this week the geminid meteor showers uh coming through so uh if you're wondering what's going on uh maybe it's one of those two things of course you know those stars up there that we see could also be ufos michael yeah you, you know um uh, by the way just uh, just on uh, on astronomy and and what's out there uh it, there was a another prophecy in the catholic realm that occurred back in the uh in the uh, 1800s in wisconsin in which the Virgin Mary predicted a coming chastisement. This is accepted. The only one, the only apparition of the Virgin Mary accepted in the United States by the Church, by the Catholic Church, by the by uh, the Bishop and Vatican. And the Virgin Mary predicted that because of the sin, uh, there would be a great chastisement in in uh, in that area. And right in that vicinity, twelve years uh, later, there occurred uh, the greatest wildfire in U.S. History, 1.2 million acres, Jeremy, uh, burned up, and I'll get to the interesting uh, part of this in a second. But uh, that was—it started around the time, around the week, the same week, possibly the same day, as the greatest urban fire in American history, which was the Chicago Fire. So you got to think: Is that a coincidence that these that the greatest wildfire occurs in the same day as the Great Chicago Fire, and they're not connected by land 200 miles apart? Uh, is it a coincidence that the shrine where the Virgin Mary appeared is the only area and the only uh, place in that spot that didn't turn to ash? And uh, also, there are people who speculate that the way, the reason it could have hit both places, disparate places like Chicago and then up in near Green Bay in Wisconsin, as well as western Michigan with wildfire, is because we were going through the gaseous uh, prolongation of a comet called Biela, that there's this comet out there that uh, is broken apart, and uh, it's joined, some of the pieces were joined by gases, like a gas bridge. And uh, that part of the Earth passed through those gases and created this firestorm, fire from the sky. So uh, this can certainly happen again. And uh, I think uh, something similar certainly will happen again. It's only a matter of time. That's right, because, uh, you know, we've been incredibly, incredibly fortunate when you look at how little has occurred um, since I've been mentioning wars, since World War II. And uh, and yet, uh, you know, 
this is an this is an abnormal time in how uh, natural disasters have been kind of constrained. But I don't think that lasts forever. You look historically, odds are that they recur. And uh, again, TikTok, the the time is running out. <laughs> Speaking of TikTok, by the way, if I can put in a plug for I I, uh, I do some things on TikTok. Spirit Daily One is called. But, but uh, in this realm of prophecy, spiritual warfare, exorcism, uh, demonology, the paranormal, and uh, and also prophecy, these predictions that we're speaking about tonight. Yeah, so please do follow him if you do the TikTok. Uh, I don't do the TikTok, uh, but we do everything pretty much else uh, besides the TikTok. You can tell I don't do TikTok when I put the the in front of there. Um, <laughs> Michael, are you worried about a pole shift? It's one of the things, you know, one of the things that can happen, certainly, whether it's a magnetic shift or an actual shift in the planet itself. Um would be very interesting if the planet itself flipped the course, forget it. But uh, these magnetic uh, uh, flips, uh, you know, they say that they come and go without that much disruption, but we don't really know that because we haven't, we haven't seen it occur in our, in our time, even in our geologic time, uh, not, not recently anyway. Um, So yeah, who knows what kind of effects that's going to cause. And that could maybe that's related to an angel touching the world with a flaming sword, this uh, a shift mm-hmm. in gravity and uh, magnetism and so forth, which could cause meteorological effects. I, I don't know. Can it cause uh, uh, geological effects, uh, geophysical effects? Uh, not sure. You'd have to consult somebody on somebody else on that. But uh, it it could create aerial phenomena. I would have to think uh, and perhaps be related to northern lights, which are caused by other means as well. So, yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of energies, uh, some known and probably most unknown, and that's why we can't explain so much phenomena, so much abnormality. Yeah. A lot of the talk uh, has been about, uh, particularly among believers, is rapture. Uh, is is that going to come along with this uh, with this process? Well, you know, I, I, I don't know about that. It's not part of the the Catholic prophecy. Um, I don't dismiss the beliefs of other people, so I don't dismiss that. And I certainly have in, investigated prophecies from the non-Catholic uh, realm, other other forms of Christianity, as well as as well as other religions or, or non-religions, and and. Um, and as I mentioned, near-death experiences, you'll find a tremendous similarity uh, between them often. The rapture, no, you won't, find, uh, you won't find anything quite like that in Catholic prophecy. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't, I don't discount, discount anything from happening because uh, <laughs> time is a big, is a big place. And, uh, and who knows what can happen, who knows what has happened in the past. And when we see how many extraordinary things can occur in the realm of the paranormal. Well, sure, any something like that could occur in the future where people are, I guess you would say, taken up. Uh, I think it might, what's going to occur is going to be a little more subtle than that. In what way? Well, yeah, a little more indirect. I mean, I, I, don't, uh, I don't necessarily, 
again, I don't dismiss it, but I don't necessarily subscribe to the notion that people be, you, you'll see uh, these people just raised up uh, from the earth, in, you know, uh, away from this place and then a calamity hit. Uh, they may be, uh, there will be people who will be protected and so forth. And I think people who are spiritually prepared will will be uh, uh, protected in large measure. Um, but I just don't see it being quite as blatant as that. Actually, just as dramatic, but not as, as visible uh, in a way. Sure, I mean, people, a certain percent will be protected and saved as major, major events occur. And I think that's where the rap, uh, what will occur during a so-called rapture, and what has been prophesied in Catholic realms, where they, where they uh, juxtapose or where they intersect, actually, and in in the regard of there being major events attendant to um, the so-called rapture. Into the paranormal. There's a uh, first for everything. Never quite had that happen. It's uh, literally like uh, all the wind had been sucked out of my sail. I was uh, going to ask our guest, Michael H. Brown. By the way, this is Into the Paranormal. I'm Jeremy Scott. We're live, so this happens from time to time when you're doing it live and you don't have the ability to just snip it out and do it all over again. Sometimes we want to do that. Sometimes things don't go to plan, but we're live as live can be or uh, tape delayed on your favorite affiliate on the radio across the uh, USA. Uh, Certain of these uh, prophecies bear more credibility than others, don't they, Michael? Yes, uh, and and some of them are off the wall. I would say, uh, I hate to be denigrating, but... uh, I, matter of fact, I think the majority of claims are suspect, um, the large uh, majority in the realms that I've looked into. But, uh, you know, you take what is good from them and you, and you leave the rest, and there are definitely some real, there's, there's some real authenticity out there. And uh, maybe what you're encountering, what you encountered just a few minutes ago, is what I was talking about, this tremendous conflict between good and evil right now. And it's... Uh, it's 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 often trying to uh, silence people who who issue certain warnings and certain knowledge and certain awareness. Uh, if uh, I mention this too in in the book and and on the website uh, on the Spirit Daily, that uh, that we're in the middle of a war, not just a, a war that we're going to see visibly, but an invisible war that can suck the wind out of all of us. Absolutely, Michael. I'll give you the last couple of moments to uh, promote uh, all your projects for those who want to follow you. How do they do so? Well, at uh, Future Events is the the recent book we came out with, A Coming Pro- uh, uh, Prophecy of Coming Times. That's available at uh, www.spiritdaily.com or uh, local uh, stores, uh, Catholic bookstores, Amazon, including Kindle. And uh, we do a lot every day on the website spiritdaily.com. Um, you know, news from around the world, spiritual news from around the world, 
including paranormal news uh, from around the world and uh, demonology. I'm friends with exorcists and so forth, conversant with that. So that and and uh, TikTok. Uh, even though I'm 71, I've got uh, young children, and they kind of help me get into TikTok and. Uh, and it's been kind of robust, reaching a lot of uh, people that way, too, on TikTok at Spirit Daily One, or I guess search my name, Michael H. Uh, Brown. But uh, uh, just trying to get the word out there and uh, prepare people spiritually as well as physically for what is looming out there and what we're seeing, you know, uh, uh, precipitate, once more to use that word, uh, before our eyes. Do you have a uh, Christmas message for us? Anything of that kind? Yeah, yeah. there's always hope. I mean, I mentioned near-death experiences, and, and those overwhelmingly tell us there is heaven. There is an eternity. We need to purify, and we need to be ready for that, because it is awesome. It is incredible. It is without end. There's no time or space there. And the people just totally consistently across the board uh, who have had clinical death experiences and gotten a glimpse of the other side have have uh, have encountered this int- uh, tremendous peace, this light that is God and and uh, and and Jesus, and they have and they have uh, uh, encountered deceased loved ones, and kind of celebratory in that in that regard. There's there's the feeling of I'm home, I'm home, I'm finally home. Uh, the Earth is not our home. And uh, we, we, we might as well not cling to it too much because none of us gets out of here alive. Uh, but uh, the hopeful thing, and it's tremendous hope, is that, again, we live forever. The soul, the spirit, goes on. It's beyond any physical uh, dimension. It goes to a place of splendiferous colors. It goes to a place of overwhelming tranquility and well-being, the sense, again, that you're home, finally. Appreciate that very much, Michael. Best to you this holiday season. Best to you and everyone listening. Appreciate it. Uh, SpiritDaily.com, his website, and of course the uh, book, Future Events, A Prophecy of Coming Times. End of the year sale is on at ParabnormalRadio.com. Sure hope you'll consider us as you uh, look for a gift for yourself or someone who you hear listening to this program. Uh, go to parabnormalradio.com slash shop while they're not looking. Parabnormalradio.com slash shop. Everything is on sale through the end of the year. It's our lowest prices of the year. Appreciate all of your support. We'll get to do this again in 22 hours from now. Good night, and God bless. <laughs>